Uh, hello everyone and welcome to The Safe Room, a survival horror video game podcast, game club podcast. <laughs> I'm Grace and with me is my co-host, Rose. Ho ho ho, it's The Safe Room. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> uh, where the vibes are jolliest and merriest, even though it's well after Christmas at this point. Well, yeah. after five days after. Yeah, but uh, Santa Claus lives on. <laughs> That's true. He, he, he's, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's just lying here on the in the middle of the floor. And if you come back to the room three times, he'll come back as uh, an even more ferocious oh zombie. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's all red in the face. <laughs> um, did you fucking watch that movie, the the John Wick Santa movie? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, no. What is it called? Something Night, I think. It doesn't fucking matter. It. I just think it's. I think it's probably bad for culture that what was once would have been a college humor sketch is now. A fully, like a full production. I watched the Bob Odenkirk John Wick one. Yeah, nobody. And that one was terrible. <laughs> I mean, the movie itself is fine, but the themes are. Oh yeah, not, uh, dog shit. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's about like a you know a forgotten white man, right? Uh, uh, it's called. He, he beats up some immigrants at some point. <laughs> it's, well, it's baffling. Yeah. Well, I guess you know we. That's like the opening of Logan too. It's like those people trying to jack his car. Anyway, man, uh, I barely remember Logan. I man, um. Mm, am I gonna edit this episode <laughs> so I can say something petty? I remember a video games journalist uh, who who is who is white uh, talking yeah. about how deep it was that people were trying to escape the U.S. instead of instead of immigrants. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, merely makes you think, is, you know. And that is all I remember of Logan. <laughs> aren't they? Aren't they going to like Canada too? Like it's not like they're like Man. they're not going to Mexico, right? Or I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. Like the point still stands. <laughs> I just think it's fun. I think it's extra funny if it's like, oh, we're going from white people country to white people country. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. Um, this movie is called Violent Night. That's cool. I like having a violent night. Yeah. Well, that's what Resident Evil is all about, really. Yeah. It's like one... I don't think I've said this on this podcast. I went to a queer bar, and they Mm -hmm. were playing the DVD menu for the Silent Hill movie. Oh, yeah! At the bar. (laughs) Yeah, you sent me a... For Halloween. You sent me video, I think. That shit owned. (laughs) Yeah! That shit was so good. If you ever want like peak aesthetics, put a DVD in your in your TV and yeah. leave it on. 
Right. We I went to uh I went to some like uh like some poetry readings at a bar like a month mm. ago. Um and they they just had like VHSs running um in the background which is cool. Yeah. Um they I'm trying to remember they played The Wedding Singer and Hackers. Damn. Yeah. Um, I really wasn't prepared. I've never seen The Wedding Singer, so I was really unprepared for Adam Sandler's hair. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it either. Is it is that one of his like serious ones? No, no, it's 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 a rom com um, with Drew Barrymore. Okay, uh, it's of, like I'm, I'm thinking of Punch Uncle of them. Right. It's like well liked. Okay. Um I feel like my audio is extra punchy today, and I don't know why. So I'm sorry if you have to deal with that, Rose. That's fine. Um, well, let's talk about Resident Evil. <laughs> I don't know why Resident we're Evil remake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this game's good. This game's Hard really good. Take. Yeah, yeah. I um, I haven't finished it before. Oh yeah, we can talk about this. I think on and, some um, other show or at some point. This game is way longer than I remember <laughs> or thought it would be. Well, it is. It is also longer than the original game by like a good chunk. And I did I think, play as and I did play as Chris. Yeah, which also does. Oh boy! Yeah, we we I, I had an entire saga with playing this game. Oh um, boy! So, uh, but it's a, so, I played as Jill. But not at first, and I guess that's the saga. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, well, saga was last month's game too. Right. I shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious, right now. Um, basically, you play as Jill Valentine or Chris Redfield, who are both members of Stars, which is just like a SWAT team. Right? Like, uh-huh. it's just, like, special tactics and reconnaissance service or something like that, right? Like, it's not like a... Stars. Stars. Well, because it... Cause I fucking yeah, just got NASA. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm searching stars. Special, special tactics and rescue service. Special tactics and rescue service. They're really bad at what they do, if that's their name. Yeah, they don't rescue anybody. <laughs> and the tactics are questionable. Man, also, okay, I love the, the United Nations Bioterrorism Security Assessment Alliance's owns. That's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically, I, I don't even remember what the, like, initial, you're going to investigate this well, you're not going to the mansion at first, right? Are you just like finding out what happened to to Alpha Team, or are you Alpha Team, and it's Beta Team that they're looking for? God, clearly, there's this a fucking sick, matters a lot. There's a sick cutscene, and then you're in the mansion. <laughs> yes, yeah, and, and there's, even, there's and it's even sicker on the PS1. Oh, I'm sure it is. I haven't actually watched it though. I think. You haven't? It? You I don't haven't? think I have? It's full FMV. You have to fucking watch that shit. Uh, okay. I, all right. I'm booting it up right now. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Resident Evil. 
Uh, opening cutscene. PS1. Oh, yeah, it is SMV. Okay, well, I can't watch this whole thing, but I, I'm gonna flip around a little bit. Oh, and it shows all the cast members. Yeah, yeah, it does. Was this just for the American, or did they? That's a good question. Because was it? I guess I don't know if it was like simultaneously released or not. Mm. Um. I mean, I would have. I mean, unless they. I mean, they're the characters. Right. Let me see. Japanese intro. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. So it's just straight up there's weird murders going on that are definitely zombies. And they're going to investigate. Although, yeah, it's a little bit weird because that's the context, but they're like not in the city. Like all the murders have taken place inside Raccoon City. And they're just mm -hmm. like in the woods. <laughs> Like somewhere outside of the city, uh, Bravo team is this, so it's Alpha and Bravo. Um, and they like land at the helicopter site where Bravo crashed and get attacked by dogs and get chased into the mansion. And basically, uh, it turns out that this mansion is like a front for Umbrella Corporation who are developing a biochemical weapon that turns people into zombies and also turns, like, dogs and sharks and, and snakes and various things into, like, more powerful, um, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and... Um... You basically go deeper and deeper into the house. You find out there's some, like, little bit of, like, story about, like, who used to live there and what was going on with that. Although that stuff is legitimately pretty light. Um, and there's some question about, like, who is there's, you know, you're if your play is Jill, you're with Barry Burton and Albert Wesker. And there's some debate about, like, who actually is the, like, they know some, you know, someone's a traitor, but you don't know who, and so you're going to the mansion and, like, deciding who to trust, and yada, yada, yada. Um, and it turns out that Wesker's the bad guy, and, well, he was made, he's maybe has ulterior motives. He's not just, like, an Umbrella double agent, but has, like, secret plans, and, yep. uh, Let's loose a horrible bioweapon and that you have to like run away from as the mansion blows up and defeat it and roll credits, basically. And there's like multiple endings about like if you trust Barry, I mean, in my side of it, in Jill's side, if you trust Barry, then he survives. And if you don't, then he dies. And, and if you, you know, there, there's like certain requirements if you feel to rescue Chris. And I'm sure there's the same thing that rescued Jill on the other side. Um, and stuff like that. And that's basically the way the game goes. In terms of plot. Yep. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any differences with Chris's that you want to talk about? Uh, Chris has... Um, what's her name? Oh, boy. Rebecca. Rebecca. Chambers. Rebecca Chambers and... Fuck. The other guy. 
there's another guy. Oh, uh, Richard? Matter. Richard! Thank you. Uh, yeah, he's in, he's in the Jill playthrough, too. Um. Richard, I saved that... Well, okay. <laughs> Richard... He got bit by a big snake, and it was a it was a pretty big snake, so I don't blame him. And then, and then I went. I I w- the girl uh, was like, "Hey, go get the thing to save him." And I was like, "This is a video game. I'm not being timed." And then I was being <laughs> timed. Yes. And then and then I reloaded my save and saved him, and then he just like chilled in bed. For the whole game. And then I was in the basement. And then Richard shows up and dies. Gets bit by a shark and dies. And I was Wait, just what? like, I was just like, where'd you come from? <laughs> wow. Well, because in the Jill playthrough, he if you rescue him, he helps you in the fight, the boss fight with the giant snake. Okay. And then you get his cool shotgun. Um I got it. And his- he, he does still die, but I, it is like so I, you know yeah i think someone else gave me the shotgun i think, I think this, maybe barry gives it to you or something like that i don't know yeah i don't remember but i got the cool shotgun um didn't have to talk to richard to get it mhm i guess richard gives you the radio oh but okay, i think yeah. you get it otherwise anyway so <laughs> yeah um yeah um so yeah and then in terms of like game i mean i i feel like there's not i mean maybe we're going to talk a little bit about i'm forgetting her name but the you know the monster girl Mm -hmm. who has like her parents sewed into her and stuff oh yeah um and like but in terms of like plot i think this is pretty this is the thing that that um, bugs me about the way people talk about the uh, Resident Evil films, not the most recent one, but the older ones, is like, I don't know what people are, why do people care about these characters or want to see them? And I guess, like, once you hit, like, Leon, I understand why people like Leon. You know, having played very little Resident Evil 4, like, I get that. But I don't, I don't understand why people care about, like, Chris Redfield. Why do people give a shit? Why do people need to see him in the movie? You know? Mm. Why does it matter? Like, literally, all these people are interchangeable. It could be anybody. Right. Go to the mansion. It might as well be Alice, who's, like, an actual character. Who <laughs> has, like, has, like, a backstory and a personality and, like, conflicts within herself and exterior to her. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't understand. Yeah. You might as well just take the campy villain guy. Like, that makes sense to me. These are all good choices, I think. <laughs> You know. Anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, I really didn't feel anything for these characters. Um No, yeah. Like Well, I think it's funny that they Oh, go ahead, sorry. Well, I to note the tone of this game is different from the first like the the original game where that one is way more campy and it's I mean it's it's all PS1 y. They uh Mm. Uh, everybody sounds like they recorded in another universe, and this one is, yes, this one is yeah. more, uh, more a little bit more serious and and grounded, um, with some wink and nods, yeah. some wink and nods to to references and stuff in the original game, right? 
But I was gonna say, like, I think I, I think I wish Barry just said uh, you were almost a Jill sandwich. I think the game is better for him saying that. Yes. You know, like I, I think that I think of, the game. This kind of I think the like game a, is better when he says you're the master of unlocking things. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> everybody knows it. Everybody knows yeah. that's a line. Just have him say it. Yeah. I agree. I well, I just think the thing is that this the way this game goes is kind of a half measure mm-hmm. in terms of like tone, and it's yeah, it's like deeply, it's still really silly. It's still, and that's you know, to be clear, I think that it's stuff really is charming. really charming, right? Like it's not, it's not like this game doesn't have a personality in those terms, but I do think that like it would have been better for them to like lean in a little bit. Um, yeah. I I'm, I'm guess I'm curious about like how, yeah, because I do really want to play two and three and four, um, and not not necessarily for the show, um, although I'd be willing to do that, but just like on my own. And I'm curious about how the tone evolves yeah. from that. Um, but I I just feel like it. Resident Evil is a franchise that feels most at home when it is campy, yep. and I think. I don't think you need to like, and th- this game isn't really like Silent Hillifying it at all, but it's just like, I I just don't know. It feels like oh, we're taking a step towards being more serious, but like all the voice acting is still has this really weird like flat affect, yeah. right? Like it's it's not like oh, now we're in like high levels of production or serious levels of production. It's still like kind of silly, mm-hmm. um, at least in those terms, right? Like to be clear, the game is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I um um I played this on Xbox. Uh, me too. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's it apparently runs at a low. The back the the shadows are worse, and the backgrounds are at a slightly lower resolution than on huh. the other versions huh. because it's the Xbox One. <laughs> Oh. And that kind of sucked, but it's still it's, it's Resident Evil. It looks great. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Um, do you have? The, I'm going a little bit off track here, but I think this is a worthwhile question. Do you have a favorite frame? Ooh, in Resident Evil. Damn. I think I've got one, and there were a couple others I really like, but. Uh, mine is when, so there's the room where you first meet the zombie, Mm -hmm. and then you go through that room, and there's like a, it's like a hallway, and down the hallway there's a birdcage, and there's like the staircase leading up, Yeah, and it's like a slight canted angle, and the way the shadow of the staircase, it makes it look like there's a person on the stairs. That one's really good. Yeah, that is banger. Um, which, by the way, what the fuck are they feeding those goddamn birds? <laughs> They're big. They're big, and they go ah! I'm just like, that's you're not a bird. <laughs> well, maybe are they all T virus? Is that the implication? They probably are, because some of them later on attack you. So yeah. I do assume that they're all just T-virus, but uh, they do sound so obnoxious. Yeah. Well, I like that. I like the phases that room goes through. It's weird because it's not actually a room you have to go through that much. 
Um, mm-hmm. and it's also one of the least dangerous areas in the game, I think. Like that hallway is like, mm-hmm. I don't think there's like ever zombies in it, but there's like the body on the floor when you first go through it and then you come back again and there's all the crows on the walls and stuff or ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's really cool. Like I just like those like, uh, it doesn't actually indulge in this that often, but it's cool when it does the like house. Other people are moving around in the house and you get to see like stuff happen, you know, in that way. I think mm-hmm. it's very cool. Um, I really like the, so I had to turn on my Xbox because my memory is garbage. Um, I like the, um, the one outside the cabin where you get attacked by that, uh, the monster for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the shot that, um, Oh yeah. That's, because there's like an establishing establishing shop before you go in, mm-hmm. um, and that's it's really strong. Yeah, I like 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 to have an establishing shot in a game. Yes, it's really cool. I because I I think actually that whole sequence of shots, like when you're from you're first leaving the mansion and you go to like the graveyard, and then um going through the like little woodland up to the cabin. Like, all that stuff is yeah. really cool, I think. Um, like, yeah, I mean, I think this is just, like, what this game really shows off to me is that fixed camera angles are not just an aesthetic. I mean, well, it's kind of hard to parse these terms up, right? But, like, it's not purely about, like, oh, you can make a shot that looks cool because you don't have to worry about the care, the player messing around with the camera and you can sort of build dimensions around it. But then it's also like a device to shape level design. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I think this game is like, I mean, you know, it's just really successful at doing that. I love like turning a corner, fighting a zombie and then not being able to see it and shooting it yep. off screen. Like that stuff is so cool and it gives it like this gangliness, this sort of awkwardness, the way your body is like inefficient and sort of that stuff is just really rich. I think it's very cool. Um, I also love seeing a zombie in a mirror. Yes. Yeah. Knowing that it's there and being able to get the jump on. Oh yeah. There's that shot where there's like almost like a ballet studio. So there's like a big wall that's just a mirror. It's like when you first yeah. enter the room and so you see the zombie, but it's like the, you know, you're seeing the reflection. And anyway, that yep. stuff is like playing with sight lines like that. It's so cool. And like games don't do it anymore. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, also, also tank controls are good. Yeah. You just, you just use the D pad and you move relative to where the character is and it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I haven't been this person and now I'm this person. Yeah, yeah, I definitely with you. The one thing is that I feel like I wish maybe you would just hit a button to turn around because I felt like hitting you, X and you then do, back was like inconsistent for me. Um, oh, I, I was totally fine for me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if maybe I just like need to hit it at the same time or there was some like you thing do. to it. Yeah. No, you hit it at the exact same time. Okay, I think that's probably my issue, because it's just like, I'm like, oh, I go X, then this. So, that's my bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if anything, like, it's more, I find it more consistent in something like Alan Wake 2, where you have to hit down on the analog stick twice. Right. And it's like, 
that's not always reliable. Yeah, for pref- sure. I, that makes sense. I prefer just the the button combo. It's way easier. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, but yeah, I was just doing it wrong. So that's that's my fault. Um. Uh, yeah. What else? I'm trying to think. I felt like my memory is also bad. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I'm trying to remember like the experience. Because I basically the the so, I don't know if this is the right time to go into it. But basically, the archive of this game was I started playing as Chris on hard, partially because I played as Jill before. This is the first time I played the game, and I thought I had played as Jill on normal, and I had played as Jill on easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, like, this game, especially as Chris, where, like, there's a lot more, like, melee becomes more rough. Like, your knife is actually, I mean, is way better than Jill's knife. Has mm-hmm. more range and deals more damage. And so, um, it, uh, so, like, relies on that stuff more. And also, like, you just get, basically, you just get less ink ribbons and less health items. Um, I don't know if the zombie health actually is increased that much. Um, your health might be decreased, but I don't think it's uh zombie health is definitely increased on like normal yeah, from um, normal to easy for sure, but I don't know if it is from normal to hard okay yeah um, but I, I mean that I could be i just i I have not crunched the numbers, you know um it seemed similar ish to me from mm-hmm. moving to normal um how long and, did it take you to finish this game? Oh, I don't know. Like 10 hours, maybe? Just okay. about? Just the Jill side, to be clear. Because, <laughs> Chris, that I basically like abandoned that eventually because... Um, well, it's easier to get stuck. It's easier to get to a point where it's like, okay, I have to like either like navigate a, you know, a long chain of events... And don't have it like t- until I get to the next ink ribbon or whatever. I also think the the walkthrough documentation on Chris's playthrough is less good, generally speaking, because people mm-hmm. tend to play as Jill. I think I think having the two inventory slots like, um, bruh, yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. Um, so I played as Chris on yeah. normal, and this game t- took me fifteen hours to beat. Uh, and I don't, I don't think the ways in which, uh, the difficulty between Chris and Jill, I don't think what they implement to make that harder is interesting. Yeah. I think because one joke is master of picking locks. Right. So she can, and so any doors that are like, this is a weird door, she can just lock pick. Chris, you have to collect old keys. Yeah. Around the mansion and then open the doors. And some of these doors are required. And so you have, and then, and you have two less inventory slots. <laughs> so if you yeah. find a fucking door that you need to open, you have to go back to the safe room, empty your inventory, get an old key. And then unlock the door and then probably go back to the safe room again and then get all your shit again so you can complete whatever's in the room. It sucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I think that's supposed to, like... I don't know, I think that was also part of it playing on hard is, like, the increased pressure, like, in ter- both in terms of, like, inventory space and thing just led to, like, more situations where I would feel like either I put myself in a bad spot to try and save time or mm-hmm. this takes, like, 30 minutes longer, but because my likelihood of dying is high anyway... So if I risk something, I might just die and then it's like, oh, well, I've lost time. And I think that that was the thing that really like shoved me. I kind of had like an existential crisis about playing video games, which is like a very <laughs> almost 30 year old thing to say. <laughs> but just the like, um, but just the sense of like, I am not moving forward. And I think part of it is just that I was playing on a deadline, right? And so, like, making consistent progress is, like, important in terms of, like, I have to finish the game by, you know, by today. Like, by the time we record. Right? And so, that pressure being on me, even though I was, like, a few days ahead, still, like, shaped how I was playing the game in a way that was, like, rough. And it was just basically me being, like, okay, I should just start over, like, have a clean slate, and that I can, like, have this experience to have to talk about on the show. Um, But the thing is, like... The Jill playthrough went, like, generally pretty smoothly. There were a couple points where, like, I, you know, I think the most interesting stuff in the game is still in the first mansion. Um, Like, the yep. game does kind of become, like, a little bit more action-y, especially once, like, the hunters show up, which are, like, the supercharged um, See, zombies. See, I didn't, I didn't know that you could kill those. Oh, shit. Because I assumed that this game was better than it was. <laughs> And uh, and I was like, oh, it's interesting. I have to completely avoid these guys. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. You, just they just, you could just kill those guys, and it's super easy. Yeah. So it's like... Uh, and, like, the thing is, I... The way those guys, like, can kill you really fast and stuff, like, I think... I think, th- I think going back to the mansion and finding them and stuff, like, that's not bad, you know? Mm. Um, but that... But also, like, that, that thing with the crimson zombies, where basically you have to... Uh, if you don't burn a zombie's body with kerosene, it will come back and it will be harder to kill and faster and deal more damage. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, you know, once you kill it, then, then it's over. Right. Um, and so that, that like, cause you just straight up, you don't have enough gas. You don't have enough kerosene to like burn every zombie's body. And so that decision making process of like, okay, like I know I'm going to go through this hallway multiple times or there's still a door i haven't opened here or whatever right Mm. and so i should like burn this body here and then i can like do that stuff right that sense of like getting to know the whole space and relating to the whole space and having like strategies for moving through the space that then you can iterate on in like additional playthroughs like you know Mm. and i think this is the thing part of it is chris is really meant for a second playthrough um like really explicitly i think Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that stuff is just so rich and so cool. And it does kind of drop out by the end of the game, right? It does become, and I still like, there's some stuff I like in the laboratory. Like I actually like carrying the fuel canister and not being able to run. Right. Oh, and then having that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that section is cool. Um, like it's I... still, mm? sorry, that no, section, no. there's that, I was dumb is what happened. Oh, yeah. And so sure. The I shot I tried to shoot someone because they were blocking my way. 
And it just gave me a game over screen. <laughs> this is just like, all right, fair enough. Yeah, well. Um, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's cool. And, um, and so I think, I think some of that stuff, like, just requires space and requires, like, a willingness to lose and to try yeah. something and have it not work and, like, to, you know, because, I mean, it's a little bit soulsy in this way, which is dumb to say, but, like, it's just you learn the space and you iterate on it. And so then there are times when it's like, okay, like, I just have to die trying to do this run three times. But the fourth time I'm going to know, like, every room and where the zombies are in every room. And so I'll be able to get through it, even though I don't have any ammo or whatever, right? And I think, like, in feet, like, what was cool about playing on hard is it put that pressure on. So, like, I was constantly having to make decisions like that. And moving through the mansion was genuinely really nerve-wracking and intense. And, like, Mm -hmm. that stuff was, like, really cool. And, you know, playing as Jill, like, I really... I ended up like enjoying the game more just because I was more relaxed with it and felt like I was more on its rhythm, you know, and it wasn't, mm-hmm. I didn't get tilted, right. You know, which was happening all the time with Chris, right. Where it's like, Oh, I just have to like get to this thing. And I have to like, if I just play one more hour, then maybe I can actually make progress or whatever. Right. And I think those mm-hmm. are just feelings that like, at least right now in my life, I kind of don't want to feel like I feel it's unpleasant to me. And so mm-hmm. Eve, like, I think playing out hard was kind of illustrative to me of like uh, just a game like this. I don't know. Maybe it's strengths or I don't want to say weaknesses, but just the ways in which like it, it has to fit into your life a certain way. Like I just straight up, I cannot imagine playing this on like a survival mode where the, um, each box in every safe room is individual and they're not shared. Mm between them like unbelievable (laughs) to me like there's no way i would ever do that you know like that's just like i'm just throwing like i'm just throwing my time into this like dark machine (laughs) that will not (laughs) give it back to me right um but at the same time there that it's generative right it creates stories and i think that that element of it is super cool and i did like miss it when i moved to like the easier version of the game right there's also the person who, like, their one game is going to be Resident Evil 1 Remake. Oh, yeah. You know? In yeah. The same way, in the same way that my one game is Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah, of course I'm going to play this game over and over again and yeah. do every, like, esoteric challenge. Why wouldn't I? Right. Well, I think the thing is that ga- it's so... It's such a delightful puzzle. That Mm -hmm. being like, I'm only going to use melee or what if I never saved or, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's just exciting and it's immediately um, like the appeal of it is really immediately apparent. Right. Whereas, like, I don't really understand, like, why people play Dark Souls on dance pad mats, you know, (laughs) like what's fun about that? Like, I don't get that, you know, Uh, traffic. Yes. I mean, yes. Yeah, that's that's the reason. Right. Uh, but I understand why someone is like, I'm going to do a knife only run of Resident Evil, right? Like, yeah, like I get that, even though I would never want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that like the game is so good about showing you its possibility space and giving you mm-hmm. space to explore that and also rewarding you for having prior knowledge, right? This is such a huge thing that it's like if you have the mansion memorized, 
and you know where all the shit is, then the game is just going to like reward you for having that knowledge, right? In a huge way. And so it mm-hmm. becomes really iterative and then you can have these different challenges. Like it's very, because the design is so elegant, it really can like push into higher difficulties in like a really, in a way that I think that is really cool, right? But I just can't do it. I don't want to do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry, I kind of went off there, but is that, I, I feel like that's maybe kind of explores like what, yeah, just what, why this game is so beguiling and why it's still well loved. And I think even why they've never remade it after this, you know, like I, I, it would be weird, I think, to do another version of it. Um, and maybe that's true of RE, it's certainly true of RE4 and it's probably true of RE2 and 3 as well, right? Um, but this just feels like such a definitive, like the Crimson Zombies thing feels like such a like, innovation or like such a thing that feels so key to the design that's just not in the original version like i think it's in the director's cut right which is also a ps1 release um but um you know but this feels like i guess to say like it feels like a meaningful i don't want to say like oh it's just better but it is a meaningfully different thing um than the original and that's it's cool you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, those, yeah, those, the, the pyramid zombies or whatever are not in Director's Cut. They're in the GameCube remake. Yeah, it's the GameCube. I, I just saw that. Yeah, it has the, it has the thing where you can get critical hits on zombies. That was the, one of the things it added. Which it's so sick when you do that. Yes, it <laughs> is good. Yeah. There's a there's a clip of me running down a hallway and then I just like aim at a zombie and shoot its head off point blank and it's so sick. Yeah, it's that stuff feels so good. Like did I we both had clips of us like dispatching hordes of zombie dogs, right? I think. Um oh, yeah. I I did not do that. I am, I was off. Dogs are always <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just had, like, there's that room with that has the little, like, it's not a gazebo, but like a little enclosure, like a stone enclosure in the middle in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. And there's like, and so there's just a clip of me, like, I just stand in the corner and like swivel <laughs> as the <laughs> dogs are coming at me. And that's like, what of, like, it just is so good. Like that sensation of like knowing the thing, knowing how to dispatch with it and then being able to do it. Right. And I think this is the thing is like that comes at a high level of play where it's like, Oh, I know where every item is in the mansion and all that stuff. Right. And I know how to like do all these things. Um, but it also comes at like a lower level of play where it's just like, Oh, now I know how to deal with this enemy or now I know this area of the house. And so I can move through it in this way. Like, it's just, that's, I think, sort of what I mean is that it just scales so well, right? That, like, at mm-hmm. any skill level, this is going to be a pretty interesting game to be playing or a game that generates, like, interesting moments, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. The DS version, which is a Japanese exclusive, uh, has multiplayer modes. Oh. Damn. That's really interesting. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think for me, um, I got in a pretty good groove of like getting to a save point and then being like, all right, these always, almost always have like an ink ribbon that are like yeah. three saves. So like I would just like pick up an ink ribbon, uh, like save and then do like half a dungeon and save again and then. So I got I got pretty in that that loop. But, um, yes, yeah. I think that's also the thing is the harder difficulty just has less ink ribbons, which also yeah. like puts you under pressure, right? Um, yeah, for sure. But it's and in some ways, like I think I think the ink ribbons are like the thing that I feel the most torn on because I think at lower difficulties, it's like at the I think by the end I had like five ink ribbons left over, right? Like I could have mm-hmm. saved a lot more than I did. Um, and so at a certain point, it's like, feels like perfunctory. And the mm-hmm. only point where it really matters or adds something is when like, it's like, fuck, I have a, I have to go somewhere and I don't have an ink ribbon. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like only these high pressure situations is like where it generates something, which also feels like, ah, I just can't. And I think this is just like, I'm an adult. It's hard for me to fit this into my life. Right. Yeah. Even doing it as like sort of tertiary part of my job right yeah yeah that is true yeah i I think the most i was frustrated was like i'm ready to go to bed can i please just give me a safe room yeah (laughs) please. Mm -hmm. and i guess you can you know on xbox you can quick resume right or if you're emulating it you can oh i don't trust that shit i know it's kind of scary quick resume like it's good as a feature but if you don't have a back because it it's not as, it doesn't sound as bad as the PS5 one, or that mm-hmm. is just like, it sounds wholly unreliable. This is just like sometimes it crashes. Right. Yeah. 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 So I don't, uh, I don't want to rely on that. Too yeah, much. for sure. Um, oh, uh, this is not relevant to what we we're just talking about. This game has really weird, like, um, ambivalence not the word like atmospheric sexism (laughs) in that um like jill being like less equipped to melee monsters and like having a smaller knife for some reason like they don't (laughs) hit out like all the stars members the same she has a smaller knife and then also like you when you play as chris you have to get rebecca to play the piano in that one puzzle but 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 Jill just knows how to play the piano because all women learn how to play the piano as kids. Yeah. Oh, and do men you know don't. about the do you know about the chemical thing? No. So like there's that boss fight with the big plant. Oh and, yes, yeah. And if you're Jill, you can do the like you can make a you know, poison or whatever and kill the plant. Yeah. If you go in that room as Chris, he's just like I don't know about I don't know about <laughs> no ma- I don't know about no math. <laughs> what is this? I'm stupid. I, I can't do this. What the hell? <laughs> it's bizarre. Um, I just killed a plant with a shotgun. I mean, yeah, that's actually what I did too, but, uh, uh but it's very yeah. silly. And then, and then, um, uh, Rebecca shows up and is like, Oh, here's a room with a bunch of potion shit. I'm gonna use this now. Do you want to be healed? 
like oh yeah mm-hmm. well yeah that like kind of like the, the, the there's like this healer woman that you get when you're the male character yeah. right yeah uh and also yeah jill has i don't there's not a, a there's not a way to describe this that isn't a little bit in poor taste so i'm sorry jill has like very subtle boob physics yes um which is like infuriating. Like I, <laughs> I, like I'm sorry. Like she's wearing a sports bra. You know, yeah. she's a fucking cop. She's like a SWAT officer. What the hell, guys? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know? I will also say there are multiple costumes. Anybody who picked Chris Resident Evil Five costume <laughs> does not deserve rights. <laughs> Yeah. You just don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, the outfit you unlock for Chris if you beat his campaign is very dumb. What? What is it? I don't think I know what it is. I, it's modeled after the FMV oh. um, intro for the original game. Right. Okay. That's fine. So let me let me pull that up. Um, I will say I did enjoy. The cave section, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because of that monster. The monster, what? Like, um, there's like back. There's like ambient noise in that cave, um, and like the whole story is like she, like, lost her family, like her mom and her dad, in this predicament. Yeah. Um, and so, like, for, like, the the water dripping down, it has a child, like, yelling mommy, like, mixed in with that. And I just mm. think that shit's, that shit's cool as hell. Yeah. No, there's a... I like the stuff. And I guess it's kind of a run at, like... It's interesting that... Because I don't know if she's in the original game. I might be... I'm not sure. Uh, I... Yeah. I don't actually know. I was like wondering if. Oh my god! <laughs> That's Chris' outfit. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's Chris's casual costume. <laughs> yeah. So Jill just gets um. Jill gets one word that makes her look like Sarah Connor, with like Damn. like sunglasses, and stuff. Rebecca, Rebecca gets a cowgirl outfit. What? Yeah. Uh, what are you gonna do I mean this is the thing is honestly this is pretty mild as far as video game sexism goes well but, I mean listen we uh, we play we play Dino Crisis we've seen oh yeah we've seen the eye of horror okay <laughs> um yeah Oh, there's also kind of yeah. There's just stuff with like Barry, where Barry's like saving Jill all the time. I don't know. That's that also sucks. Yeah, it's just like it's this is it's kind of just ambient. Like it's just kind of in there, you know. And um, yeah, and which I guess if you if you're able to get the fake shotgun, you can just avoid that like Jill sandwich scene or whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Which I actually did, yeah. I ended up doing that. Um, I guess technically you could kill the zombie in the opening. Uh, room. Right, yeah. I think that. Maybe. 
I mean, I think that is one of the things is I think that's meant to like tutorialize stuff. You know, it's like showing you how to kill a zombie almost or something. Mm-hmm. But like, it's a weird, like the fact that it's like the, the female character is the character you play as when you're a beginner. And then you yep. play like the male character when you're better at the game is like, yeesh, you know? Yeah. Um, But, uh, oh, do you know what's terrible? The fucking spiders. These are the scariest yeah. spiders in video games. I don't agree with that, but they do suck. Yeah. Well, what's your pick? <laughs> Sky, the Skyrim ones. Oh, yeah, that's right. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think the Skyrim ones bug me that bad. Because part of it is, for me, it's not just the appearance. I think it's like the role, you know? Um, but also, God, that, that shot when you, like, first enter, like, the pool room that has the spider in it, and it's just, like, on the ceiling and climbing down to you. Mm-hmm. Don't like know. that. No, it's not great. Um, the bees yeah. were worse for me. Mmm. Hey, oh, yeah, the bees the, are rough. Hey, hey, getting attacked by bees. Yeah. Which, uh, which... Uh, bee stuff is also in Resident Evil 7, which is interesting. Oh, yeah. That is interesting. I'm um, curious about... Uh, yeah, I'm just excited to play these, I guess. Um, because... Well, yeah, just I think this game is just really good, and I think, like, that... Oh, I wanted to talk about a little bit about Signalis. Um, just in that, I think... Um, this game clarified for me both what makes that game really cool and that it loses things from by not having fixed camera angles, right? Like, the Mm -hmm. way that Signalis, like, maximalizes efficiency, so you can be, like, a knife, like, just moving through the spaces and, like, having this thing. Whereas Resident Evil, like, everything is just a little bit awkward. And I think you still can, like, optimize it, to be clear. We've talked a little bit about that. Um, But I think that emphasis on, like, not being able to see everything, having to move certain ways, or, like, you know, um, like, not looking from the top down, and so you just have, like, a clear... I lied sideline onto where like where the zombie will move next and things like that right you having to like risk things regularly especially at like a lower Mm -hmm. level of play i think that that's just really cool um and i think that like the way that signals cut that stuff it also feels really thematic right like to both i think it's just a cool like contrast and it's a way Mm -hmm. that like See, playing these games and putting them in conversation, like, results in, like, why does this game do this and this game do that? And often it's, like, rich, you know, the differences um, between them are, like, interesting mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. Um, Final boss was super easy. Yeah. I think it's funny that you just shoot the you shoot the, the rocket launcher at him twice. Yep. <laughs> and the first he just swats away and the second he explodes. That's like that's gaming. Um Did you get the did you get the best ending also? Um Yeah, I got I I got one where everybody escaped, so I assume mm-hmm. that's the best one. Yeah, I think so. I don't think there's any other variants. It's just whether Okay. No, yeah, no, I, I, I definitely rocket launchered that guy. 
Yeah. Everybody, everybody escaped, so we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and Chris Redfield is definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not going to come back, ever. He is dead. He is dead. Wesker's dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad we played this. I'm glad I played it again and feel like I got more of, like, the experience of playing it in, like... Because I, I think... Not that, like, playing on easy is not really playing it, but I think it does, like... The pressure valve is just so off, right, that it creates kind of a different... Um, environment so it was nice to come back and and experience it in like a multifaceted way like this is just a yeah. classic for a reason and i think um i just like everything like all of the basic like decisions in terms of how the game works and how you're interfacing with it i think is really cool and smart it's even cool to have like two different guys that you play as you know yeah yeah no it was just super fun and um yeah just being able to see it's such, it's such, it's, it's the closest we're going to get to like an ocarina of time for what we're doing, I guess. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. so much comes from this game and its remake, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good game. The vi- the vibes are unparalleled. Yeah, they really are. Like, this is the thing is it's so, I think also that's one of the other things is that the mansion is also the most visually interesting part of the game. Part of the game. Um, oh, and there's some sure, exterior yeah. stuff that's good, but like the laboratory snooze, you know? No, oh, the laboratory is so fucking boring. Yeah. Or the second house. Hey, the second house. Yeah. Except for the, except for the shark part. That was cool. <laughs> I think it's cool that, you know, you can, like, electrocute the shark. You just, like, push in that thing and then yeah. turn on the power. That's sick. I did I did that shit. Me too. Kill that fucking shark. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Fuck that uh, yeah. shark. Those little things where it's like, oh, you can use a lot of ammo or you can do something that's going to, you know, solve a little puzzle. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, should we do questions? Yeah, we have one question, but it's it's many. Mm-hmm. Many, it's uh, it's a bunch of year end stuff. Oh, okay. From from Emirates. Okay. And to Thank make this a little bit easier, I will share my screen. Okay. Oh, yikes! Excuse me. Excuse me, dear listener. Okay. As you can see, I already have Dino Crisis three at F. Okay, and yeah, that, obviously. That doesn't need, and that will be the Shit. same for everything. Okay. And <laughs> yeah, you looking at our list of games and going shit immediately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to say, should, should we just go well, from well, the way it's ordered okay. here? Let's oh, we should do, also explain from the for the viewer. This is a tier we list have of a, everything we played this year. We have a few categories first, though. Oh, okay. Um. And then we'll okay. get to this, but um, all right. Which game had the best protagonist? Which game had the best protagonist? Uh, I I feel like it's got to be Alan Wake too. Uh, or maybe Lane. I was um, gonna say Lane. I mean, there's just so much writing in Lane, and it's all yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll pick Alan Wake too. I think that I think that shows off. Uh, that's interesting difference in our taste. I like that. Which yeah. which protagonist though? 
I I I don't know. I could go either. I think I'll say Saga though. Okay. Oh yeah, I'll go with Lane on on that. Yeah. It's it's a little bit rude, but <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. It's good. Be a little rude. Uh, scariest moment or sequence? Mm, that fight with Nightingale Alma 2, I think I'm suffering from recency bias here. That's it's really good. good. It's yeah. really good. I played that boss fight on survivor mode and it's so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually really good. Yeah. It's really cool. That's a, um, um, Oh, I, I feel like fatal frame two has to have something here. Um, like there are I definitely like, like I, yeah, I like getting chased in Fatal Frame 2. Oh, yeah. That's the first time you encounter the, like, killer ghost in the, like, ritual room with all the bodies that keep flashing in and out. That is pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. That stuff's cool. Um, yeah. Wow, that's a cool game. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fatal, Fatal Frame 2 has, I mean, the, any time. It cuts to an FMV sequence is, oh, is scary. <laughs> Some of the best like, cutscenes in the biz, yeah. Like just really, yeah. It yeah. really is. Um, yeah. I the Fatal Frame cutscenes. I just love how they play with um, making everything kind of like glitchy, even though it's like analog mm-hmm. cameras. It's a really cool aesthetic. It's so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say in Lane the kind of melding of the per, to, the Lane and Lane and the therapist kind of melding personalities is always uh, oh, for me. Yeah. Really oh, that's real good. Yeah. And they yeah, and then like the therapist like is is Lane Lane starts talking Lane starts like talking as the therapist. And she's describing the therapist's mental health. It's good. Love that shit. Love yeah, that. it's real good. Agreed. Um. All right. Is that all the comparative questions? Are we got no we got le- least scary game, which is probably Dino Crisis Three by default. <laughs> yeah, I I think you could make a case for Alan Wake being the least scary, just in terms of. Well, you know what? Okay. I, yeah, I think I think Dino Crisis Three is it because I think that. I don't think Alan Wake's a scary game, but I think the part where, like, Alan puts the clicker in in the, like, heart hole, and that's, like, a haunting, kind of unnerving moment um, in a way that, like, that Dino Crisis 3 doesn't have anything like that, you know? <laughs> so I think, I think, I think you're right. I think that's the winner. And then the second runner-up is probably Dino Crisis 2. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh... What is the creepiest uh, soundtrack? Ooh, I feel like Fatal Frame 2, probably, right? Maybe Signalis. Um, but I just think even just the little bell, the little bell in Fatal Frame 2. That's that's scary. true. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. my pick, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think, because none of the, like, I guess this is my thing with horror stuff in general, is that none of the, like, ambient stuff sticks out to me that much mm-hmm. in any of these games. Yeah. Um, 
but they have like moments and um right i mean i think the sound design in signalis is a real strength of that that is like a huge yeah, it really is yeah um it is wild also like i because i i listened back to the podcasts that we did about it just to like it's wild how much of that game I just forgot. I really want to play it again. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, same. yeah. Also, for the record, just just to put this on the record, I was very kind to Signalis' politics in that episode. <laughs> and I just want to say, I think the Red Square stuff is bad. <laughs> I've I've grown. I do think I do think the thing I say on that episode that I think is true is that it's not really what the game is about, and I I stand by that. Like it it is kind of tertiary. It is set dressing. Um, but I do not think it's good. I just want to just clear, <laughs> clear the record there. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, Fatal Frame. I think I'm with you on Fatal Frame. Yeah. Fatal Frame 2 is, mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. Best best safe room. I mean, we played Resident Evil, so. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say what about, like, the mind place or. But those are not safe rooms, like, very explicitly. Um, yeah. They are, like, pause I mean, use. Yeah. And then the actual safe rooms, I mean, they're fine. Yeah, they're okay. Um, yeah. I like looking at the mop and hearing Gyoten Yu. Um, that is good. Yeah, but um but they're not in every safe room though. Yeah, I think I think the music in the Resident Evil safe room that really gives it like it's such a particular like it's almost wistful but kind of scary, you know, like it just has a really nice texture to it that I feel like other safe rooms in games we played have not quite managed. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like the Evil Within cheats, because Yeah. <laughs> this is using clearly. Clear to... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, um, but it is good. It is good, and, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's gotta be Resident Evil. Yeah. Alright. You ready to... <laughs> You already need to make a tier list. Yeah, I think so we're going to have some disagreements here. I think, and that's going to be interesting. Um, all right, all right should we just back, start? This, Dino yeah, Crisis. I have this. I have this ordered in which we played them, except for Dino Crisis Three, yeah. which I preemptively put as F. <laughs> yes, I so. think that's right. Um, so I'm going to say Dino Crisis is to B for sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say Signalis is an A. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, How are you feeling about it? Are you putting it lower or higher? I feel like it's a B. Ooh. Okay. But uh, it is better. It is better than Dino Crisis. Yeah. Well, you can put it ahead on the tier list, right? I, I'm okay. I will. I. I, I'm not fighting you on this, I think is my feeling. Like, I think, I think it is more of an A to me, but I feel fine for the official tier list at being a B. I, on it, I would, I would have to play it again. Yeah. I feel similarly. I do want to play it again. I just think the, 
it just feels underwritten for what it was trying to do narrative wise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which isn't like bad, but it just doesn't, it didn't stick with me like some of the other games on this list did. Yeah. Um, and, no, I'm with you. and the like, I, and, this, this, and the, the anti communist aesthetic. <laughs> yeah. Down a little bit for me. Yeah. 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 That's totally fair. I, um, I think that is true that it's, it's just interesting that like, I feel like I really, um, like that was also an episode that people told me they really liked. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's part of why I listened back to it is I was like, I really want to, like, I just want to kind of diagnose like where we were at at the beginning of the year and yeah. like, you know, and it was like, it also was like validating. It was good. I was like, Oh, we do a show that is interesting to listen to. I'm having a good time. And, um, but yeah, it is interesting that that game kind of went in one year and out the other a little bit. Although I think part Some of that. Some might is- say it's the thematically appropriate that it did. <laughs> sure. I think, I think part of that is a function of the, of the format, right? That it's like, it's like when you do a test, you know, in school and then like the next day you can't remember that it's mm-hmm. like, I get, I, because it's so concentrated and so focused on like, I'm doing a show. I feel like that influences what sticks in my brain a little bit, but, but also at the same time, I don't have trouble remembering what happened in Silent Hill 3, you know, or That's 2. That's true. Right? Like, so, you know, but. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I'm cool with B for signals. Uh, milk inside and milk outside a bag of milk. C. What? <laughs> Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> This is firmly an A. Are you shitting me? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Damn. Are you man? Below Signalis? <laughs> yeah, I think I like Signalis better than than That's either of those. Crazy. Yeah. Well. I guess we can put it in B then. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's crazy. <laughs> you could, wow. Yeah, you could, I mean, you could put ahead as a Dallas. That's go ahead and do that as the, <laughs> you know, as your like protest vote. <laughs> uh, uh, Dino Crisis uh, Two D. Yeah. Um, Fatal Frame. Who I man, I don't know. I was going to say A when we were first looking this over, but now I'm kind of wavering on that. I was gonna say C. Ooh, man. The thing is, I feel like we can't just keep putting stuff in B because we like <laughs> have different. <laughs> <laughs> Swings on it. Okay, here, here's here's. Well, let, let me see. Hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like if we can negotiate here in terms of like, <laughs> like oh, you could put milk in A if I can do this. The thing is, I let let's come back to Fatal Frame. Okay. All right. Um, I think Fatal Frame Two is an S for me. I'll take an A. Uh, I'll go with you on S. Okay, cool. It's an A for me, but uh, S is... Yeah. I don't have any arguments. Yeah. I don't like 2 is a D. 
<laughs> I, I would say Elmwick's a C. That's how I'm, that's my feeling. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, Evil Within is an A. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how how much I like that game despite the last third of it. It's proof it, that like it is so good. The last third is so fucking bad, but the first two thirds are so fucking good. It's really wild. Um, uh, Lane is S tier for me. Yeah, I I think I'll I'll let's put it there. Yeah, I think it's A for me. Yeah, personally, but but I feel good about that. It's certainly a game that's worthy. Yeah. Uh, Alan Wake 2 is an S for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Resident Evil 1 is an S for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, can we put Fatal Frame in B? And then you can put, we can put Milk in A. I think, I think, I think, okay, here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Fatal Frame B, Milk and A, Dino Crisis C. Hmm. I don't know. I like Dino Crisis a lot. I think I'm willing okay. to go to bat for it for B. Okay. Um, I, I, it's not as good as Resident Evil, like visual, but it's just such a, it's good in all the mechanical ways that Resident Evil is good. You know? Yeah. I am though. Like, I think it's so well executed on that front. Sure. Um, okay. Well, I, I feel like a, Yeah. This, this looks like a list. Awesome. Um, wow, we really did it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, Man. yeah, I think you were expecting me to rank Alan Wake higher. Um, but I was like, I think also in this company, you know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like I would rather pl- I'd rather play Fatal Frame again than Alan Wake. Oh, that's not even a question. Yeah. No, that yeah, that and then I would definitely play Alan Wake over Dino Crisis too. Yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's the yeah. There's the like I played yeah. Alan Wake twice now. That's enough times to have played Alan Wake, you know? I feel good about about that amount of times to have played it. Uh, Milk and sea, god damn. See. <laughs> What is it? What is it? What is it about it? I don't, I mean, I think I, I feel like we kind of talked about it on the episode, but yeah, I think it, I think spots of it really work for me. I like some of the formal stuff. Um, it just doesn't, I don't think it, I don't know. It just feels cheap and I'm sure I could come up with the, <laughs> but I, it doesn't really emotionally resonate with me, right? Like it doesn't hit, um, it doesn't hit in the way like Lane does, for example, right? Um, But okay. there's stuff in it I like, yeah. Like I, I, I do I don't feel bad about it. I'm not mad about it, you know? I mean the first one is definitely better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we can agree on that. Yes, for sure. Um God damn. <laughs> you said look at my Discord icon right now. I know, I know. Are you not- sh- you said C. Man, <laughs> that should knock me out. <laughs> God, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Rose, uh, if I can be sincere for a moment, I really love doing the show with you. And 
this has been a real bright spot in a hard year for me. So I appreciate you so much. And I appreciate doing the show with you. Even and especially when we disagree. It's good. I don't think I would have replayed Alan Wake and then liked Alan Wake 2 as much as I did without the show. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, we played some fucking bangers this year. Mm-hmm. And we also played oh. Dino Crisis 3. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta have... It feels like it's it's well-rounded. You know? Yeah. Uh, and also, um, I'm so... I'm so excited for the next year. Like, we, yeah. we plan out every month. There, you know, there might be some substitutions, there might be some changes, but everything's set set to roll, and I'm so pumped. This is gonna yeah, be good I think, I, yeah, I think, yeah, I think doing more than, like, we like we played Lane, and we played Milk, Inside of Ag Milk and Outside. Yeah. And those were fun directions to take it, and, yeah, we'll be doing more stuff in that vein. Yeah. That aren't like, is it horror? Is it not horror? Like maybe sometimes you can make an argument, but like, you know, yeah, it creepy vibes at the very least. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm really, I'm pumped. Um, So speaking of which, uh, what are we doing next month? We are doing the evil within two. Yeah, let's go. It also uses Clear the Loon. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that, but yeah, okay, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I'm curious yeah. about like what open-worldish one of these looks like. That seems... I I could go either way on it, I guess. We'll find out. I remember uh, thinking it was neat, but I didn't do any of it, so I'll probably yeah. have to do some of it for this. Oh. Um, yeah. Um... So we're hosted on the Admiral Mapping Network. Our Twitter is podcast at podcast safe room. We have a discord, which you can find at spookygame.club. You can sub to our Patreon at patreon.com slash the safe room and get access to bonus podcasts. We are launching uh, Rose has a bonus podcast uh, called handheld talk. Uh, do you want to intro that a little bit? And then I can talk what? about the show that I'm going to do next year. Uh, uh and- yeah, handheld talk. It's where the handhelds talk. Uh, me <laughs> and yeah. Omer, me and my friend Omer, um, who you can find on Twitter at Cigarettes, uh, we just talk about handhelds because they buy all of them. And yeah. I continue to be baffled by that. Um, <laughs> but I also understand that it's cool to play games portably. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I mean, so we stray away from it sometimes just to talk about games. But um, it's a fun, fun bonus pod um, for for all the gamers out there. So, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Uh, so in the new year, I'm going to be doing a show with my friend uh, Sophie Blair called Closet Crit. Um, we're going to read books. We're mostly going to read like straight up theory and philosophy. We have not decided on the first book yet, uh, which is silly. Because it is a January <laughs> two days, um, but uh, I'm excited. We'll probably do something shortish and just to get us kicked off. And uh, Soph is one of my very best friends, and something this is something we've kind of been kicking around for a long time. And so I'm really excited to do it, and I think it'll be a nice show. And that'll also be we'll be alternating monthly for these, so it'll be every other month for both. Um, yeah, yeah, I think and, it'll uh, be yeah. cool. 
And we're not doing shit talking anymore because these are going to be the two, the two yeah. shows, the two genders of podcast. Two genders, yeah. Theory handheld, and video game, handheld gaming, and uh, yelling about Karl Marx. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't know if so will yell about Karl Marx. I will. You can promise <laughs> that I will yell about Karl Marx. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for that. Um. Yeah, I'm excited too. It should be good. Um, any other plugs? I'm, I'm, I'm spacing out. Oh, do you want? Do you want to plug anything? No, it that's personally? pretty much it. I okay. yeah, that's pretty much it. I have nothing else to plug. Yeah, uh, it's been a fun year doing this, and uh, mm-hmm. excited to do more of it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Grace underscore Machine. I'm at other places at like Grace Dash Machine or Grace underscore Machine. So if you search Grace Machine, you'll probably probably find me. And um, that's it. I'm not on threads, though. Just to be clear, I'm never fucking going on threads. You know, <laughs> the the thing that's so funny is they show me like the little previews. They're like, hey, yes, here's a little post from threads. Yes. And it's like the worst post you've ever and seen. And it's the worst thing you can imagine. <laughs> it's like, oh, come to threads. It's somebody saying that trans women aren't women. It's like, oh, thanks. Y'all yeah. sign right up for that, guys. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, oh, it's so bad because like I right now. I've mostly been using my Instagram to like find out about like local um, Palestine related events and things like that. And so it's like all my all the threads recommendations are Zionists, basically. Um, Yeah, because it's like, oh, yeah, you're interested in this content about this thing. And I'm like, I not really like not in this terms. (laughs) It's so bad. Oh, yeah. Terrible. So we will never Um, go on that website. I'm only on Instagram. all my friends are on there. Everybody uses it. You can't escape it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not going on to a new thing that seems so bad. Anyway, I'm sorry. I should leave. I gotta go. I gotta I go have, play Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I have one cinematic parallel for folks to think about. Mm-hmm. In this game, in this game, James Redfield uh, runs away from the boulder. And in Resident Evil 5, James Redfield punches the boulder. Just something to think about. Um, that's true. Chris does. He, yeah, he does. Yep. I'm, that fucking took me out. I'm done. That was your vengeance for me giving. <laughs> it's, it's poetry. Um, it rhymes. <laughs> Ainajainen hän luoksesi saapuu, hänet verhottu on varjojen kaapuun. Monta tarinaa hänest kerrotaan, häntä pakuu et pääsessä milloinkaan. Hän peilistä suotui ottaa, murhan polte se kruunuoivua, tuon katseen tunnet. Et voi unohtaa, vaikka kasvot piiloutuu veriverhontaa. On yötön yö, se järjen syö. On 
siihen suun. Viina pullosta korkki hukataan, tupen rapinan vain kuulee Sinut 